So let's go on and get this thing started. What up, fellas? You already know what it is. I'm your host, Corey Murray, and this is Black Men on Sunday, baby. And you know how we do it. Ain't no Sunday like Black Men Sunday. So without further ado, we got Dr. Marlon Fuller in the house. This man is a philanthropist, an inventor, an entrepreneur, an investor, a mentor, and is a father of four kids. Him and his wife, Christina, founded the Cool Kids. And that's cool with a C, coolkids.org. I went there somehow, went with the K, and it was a whole other thing. And just to let you know the level we on today, man, he was invited to be a presenter earlier this year at Harvard School of Education. You know, they have a conference um, that'll be prevented next year. So he's invited to that. We excited for him. You know, like I said, this is about building wealth, building generational wealth. This is about, this is what we doing on here. This is what this brother's all about. I mean, they also provide stock to their graduates with the goal in the short term of increasing the number of black and brown households long stock for a long-term goal of creating multi-generational change. And you know, those are his words, not mine. Um, and like I said, without further ado, we got a special guest today. Welcome Dr. Marlon Fuller to the show. Hey, Corey, thanks for the intro. And uh, <clears throat> gentlemen, I appreciate you guys having me uh, You know, throughout my life. I was a, my father had 13 kids. I was the first one to go to college, even though I was one of the younger of those 13, right? A lot of my older siblings, they took a, a different direction and, and, you know, they were in the street life. And so I did things differently and, uh, you know, went from trailer parks to, you know, projects and kind of made it out on the other side. It was the first in my family to get um, their doctorate. Um, and then I... Um, has since, you know, have committed a good portion of my life into giving back to kids that grew up like I grew up. And so my focus is mainly the kids, but in the process, we know that, um, you know, the, the complete picture when you're talking about education is not just that child, it's the whole household. And so we provide a lot of enrichment actually for the parents as well. So just as a little bit of background, um, got my doctorate in pharmacology, uh, from the University of Connecticut, lived coast to coast, and started a nonprofit, my wife and I, Christina, when uh, it was about seven years ago. So about a year and a half ago, however, we were always focused on academic enrichment for kids. Now, about a year and a half ago, we decided that, you know, with the pandemic, richer getting richer, poor getting poor, the, and the lack of financial literacy education that is happening in schools and the lack of understanding in households, we were willing to pivot and shift. So we went from really math and reading enrichment strictly to financial literacy. And so over the, since we made that pivot, our first class last year was in September. Since then, we've educated over 6,000 kids, black, brown, poor communities nationwide. And actually our last class, uh, we had kids from um, the UK, Jamaica, Canada, I mean, you know, South Africa, we had kids even, you know, just global at this point. And so uh, that's really our mission. Our mission is to impact the wealth and knowledge gap that is going on in our community with free knowledge transfer. And so that's why I'm, I'm uh, kicking it out, uh, kicking here with you guys today, because I have four kids. And of course, as, uh, uh, you know, as busy as my schedule is, I think, you know, I can certainly be elsewhere, but I think the uh, sharing of knowledge is uh, is what God is calling me to do. And so I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Corey, for inviting me. So I'm going to get into it um, uh, and give you a little bit of flavor of what we do and uh, what you all, if you aren't doing some of the things that you can do um, to increase the financial literacy knowledge in your communities, right? And so uh, like... Our, our nonprofit is small and my wife and I mainly do everything. And, and we're, plus we're in corporate America full time. And so um, it doesn't necessarily take a lot of time in order to impact a lot, right? And so you're thinking about how can you amplify? I look at myself as the rippler. So I'm that, I'm that dude that's gonna throw the pebble in that pond and create those ripples that eventually turn into waves. And so um, some of the things that you all can do uh, certainly, you can share our efforts that we have going on in the community, but these are things that you can even do your own, your, yourself in your own household, your community, things like that. All right, so this is, uh, this is a, a little bit about me. So this presentation is called Each One Teach Ten. Um, this is our really uh, mantra, 
you know, our model that we uh, really advocate out there in the community. It's also one of my trademarks. I have many trademarks, uh, multiple patents, uh, just doing a lot of stuff. But each one, Teach 10 is one of those. And really this is a call to action for our students, uh, for you all um, and the families that we uh, engage with. Um, once you get the knowledge, our, our, our um, ask is that they transfer to at least 10 others. And that's how we impact the, uh, the wealth gap. Um, I don't know if y'all, you know, I, I, I would imagine we got some hip hop heads in the, in the building. And so I'm hip hop, right? I've, I've been, you know, I just love hip hop. I know a lot of celebrities as well. And so when I look at uh, something that Jay-Z did, Jay-Z did a, a tribute to Nipsey Hussle um, at the Webster Theater a few years ago. And he said, um, crabs don't belong in a barrel, but we can easily get out the barrel if we stand on each other's back. Um, they ain't tell us that. But as long as we, uh, you know, as long as one of us stay attached, we can easily pull the rest up, you know, if we just basically stand on each other's back, right? So that's what each one teach 10. Um, as you rise, raise others with you. And so, uh, Corey gave the intro, philanthropist, inventor, entrepreneur, mentor, angel investor, um, father of four. So doing a lot of things out there. This here is one of my other uh, trademarks, um, passion plus potential equal purpose. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people out there chasing the bag when they should be chasing purpose. And uh, you know, what we tell our students is that, you know, everybody has God-given gifts and abilities. And it's what you do with those gifts and abilities um, that really is a measure of who you are, you know. And so um, we believe in maximizing your passion, um, something that you're naturally good at, right? Something that you enjoy doing, um, maximizing it to the fullest potential. And that's when you're going to find purpose, um, especially when you're using that passion to help others. And so my passion is entrepreneurship. Uh, my father only went to the eighth or ninth grade, but you know, he, he was, I remember going to school before he got locked up for tax evasion. Um, I remember going to school in Rolls Royces and, you know, he had multiple businesses. So I just grew up around entrepreneurs. They didn't always do the right thing, um, like pay your taxes, but, you know, I grew up around entrepreneurs. And so like education is one path um, to that means, but, you know, you don't necessarily need to have an education in order to be an entrepreneur, of course. Um, but like maximizing that, that passion and that potential to help others. And so that's really what, what our main focus is. And so what we tell our students is saying, you know, um, Steve Harvey said it great. Steve Harvey said, you know what you're supposed to be doing. He said, what are you naturally good at? What do others come to you seeking advice for? Because sometimes they see you as a leader before you see a leader in yourself, right? And then how can you use that to help others? And that's, that's, that's like the key to life right there, doing something that you enjoy, right? That you're naturally good at. Um, you're able to quantify that because everybody is coming to you. So they already see this in you um, and then use that to help others. And so that's what we do with our initiative, passion plus potential equal purpose. And I'm gonna give you an example of, uh, of what that looked like. So if we have any uh, folks on here that uh, know about trap music or Grand Hustle Records, um, T.I. is a friend of mine, and uh, one of his artists that's on his record label, Trans Lee, he's also a friend of mine. And so um, I linked up with Trans Lee uh, from Grand Hustle Records, and we decided, like, look, shit, there's, there's a lot of the stuff that we are trying to do in our community isn't going to be played on the radio, right? KRS-One just did the verses with Big Daddy Kane. Um, I don't know Karis one, but I know Big Daddy Kane and his uh, manager Saquon. And um, you know, I think one of the things that Karis one said, he said, um, he said rappers like Karis one are never on the scene. They're promoting um, rappers that contradict Dr. King's dream. These acts are deliberate. They're part of the same scheme. The cop shot the kid. I still hear him scream. So it was like. It, it was a freestyle that he did. It was one of the last joints he did with Big Daddy King on that versus. But basically, it was just like they're not promoting positivity. That's basically what he's saying. That's why he's not hot. You know, he's one of the best rappers out there. We know, like, when you talk about rappers, you got to, as far as like the best lyricists in the game, you got to be, you, you got to be talking about KRS One. 
you got to be talking about Rakim. You got to be talking about Nas, Biggie, Jay-Z and, and the like, right? But a lot of these people, uh, especially conscious rappers, they're just, you're never going to hear on the radio because what sells is sex, violence, murder, mayhem, drama, dope selling and stuff that's going to um, disenfranchise and break up fam families, right? They're just talking about, you know, just a, a bunch of foolishness. So the stuff that I wanted to hear wasn't on the radio. So I was just like, I'm going to make my own, you know? And so that's what I tell our students. Um, that's what I tell our parents, you know, so don't, don't wait for somebody else to give you something that you know is needed. And so we put together a song, Trans Lee and I, called Get You Started. It teaches 18 different principles from our class. And so these classes that, these free classes that we're teaching the kids, right? After they graduate our, our program, we give them stock because we want to, we want them to be bosses. One of my trademarks is ownership over consumership. Like, don't just buy something, right? Turn these celebrities into your street team. That's what we advocate. Say, like, let them go advertise and promote Balenciaga, uh, Louis Vuitton, Rolex, all of these different companies, right? Let them go out there and promote it because they're getting paid to wear that stuff. And a lot of times they're wearing it for free um, and they're getting the product for free. And then they're encouraging us to buy it when we don't even have the money, right? To just to make it look like we have something. Um, I say, let them go buy that stuff. Let them go promote it. You buy the stock in the companies that they're promoting, that effectively makes you their boss and them your street team. So we're all about ownership and not consumership. We're about investing over saving. They got us tricked into thinking that we're supposed to be keeping our money in the bank. Our, uh, the rule of 72 says it's going to, whatever your interest rate divided by 72 is how long it's going to take your money to double. So if you're getting 0.5% in the stock market, you divide 0.5 by 72, it's gonna take 140 plus years for your money to double. Now, if you, so that's in the bank, 0.5% that you get. If you get 9.8% on average, since the stock market existence, you get 9.8% um, investing in stocks in general. Uh, let's just round it off to 10. If you divide 10% by that rule of 72, your money is doubling about every seven years, right? And so we tell, we tell our students, say, look, in a hundred years, do you want, do you want uh, 14,000 in the bank or do you want 144 million? 140,000, I'm sorry, 140,000 or do you want, uh, we, we give them some equations and say, do you want 144,000 or do you want 140 million? That's what can happen in a hundred years with compound interest. But our class, I said all that to say that our class teaches 18 different principles um, in this song. And well, it teaches lots of principles, but 18 of those principles are actually in this song. So let me, let me hit you off with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saving and investing is cool. So be cool. Uh. You mix the passion and the potential, you get the purpose. As long as you try, then it's a win, cause nobody's perfect. The only thing passive I want is income. income. Legacy building, then some. Putting some points on the board, whole fam about to go on a big run. Yeah, yeah. Each one teach 10, this for the cool kids who invest some off each dollar they spend. Yep. Shout to the wealth gap slowing up. Oh, it's a blessing to be the people that we wish we had growing up. Whatever the mind thinks, the heart believes. Whatever the mouth speaks, reality manifests with ease. Intellectual property, copyrights, and multiple streams. Learning financial literacy until we financially free. You know what's up. We working with smart goals. We heating like charcoal. Financial freedom is not at the car show. Liability for show. Generate money right out of the mailbox. We buy and we sell stocks. Start them early. Trust me, it buys time like you finna sell clocks. Let me get you started. Let me get you started. Let me get you started. Hey, we gotta get you started. We gotta get you started. Let me get you started. Hey, let me get you started. Hey, we gotta get you started. We gotta get you started. We gotta get you started. Let me get Get you started. Let me get you started. We gotta get you started. Hey, we gotta get you started. Let me get you started. Hey, we gotta get you started. We gotta get you started. That's the Get You Started song. Available on iTunes and wherever uh, title. Um, so this is this is how we can um, showcase what maximizing your passion and your potential 
with purpose. Um, these are the things that you can do. And what's interesting is um, I have a theory called open door theory. A lot of us are chasing the bag. We're chasing money and we're saying, you know, I, I want to be in this position because I can be the VP or the CEO or uh, I'm doing it because I get shares or I get the money. I think we're chasing the wrong thing. Um, I think we, we should be chasing um, purpose, right? And this is what I'm chasing right here. And I can tell you um, there's thousands and thousands of kids globally that now have a little something that they can add to their, their iTunes that's gonna motivate them, they can dance to. And we actually do contests around this um, where we give them stock and it's like, how many students can memorize the words? After our class, we see how many students can memorize every last lyric and we give stock um, because of that. Um, so that's, that's our first um, real pillar right there. Um, something else um, that I wanna go into is called wavelength plus tribe, plus frequency equals success. A lot of us aren't on the right wavelength, right? Like I said, we're doing stuff for money. We're doing stuff for positions. Uh, we're not doing something that is in alignment with uh, your, your true heart, with your true self. And so we tell our families, we tell our students and say, look, uh, what would you be doing if you were independently wealthy to help other people? If you were independently wealthy, what would you do, right? Um, right, I'm doing what I would do if I was a billionaire. Like I'm doing that today, right? So finding out what your true wavelength is, like regardless of how much money you can bring in, if you were independently wealthy, how would you work on a daily basis to help others, right? That's something that you're passionate about. Go do that right and then once you're on the right wavelength you're going to find that tribe i have like thousands and probably like ten thousand is in my tribe right now uh easy at least ten thousand households um is in my tribe when you find your right wavelength you're going to be be able to connect and have a more organic relationship with people that are on the same wavelength as you if you're operating on a different wavelength it's going to be much harder for you to find your tribe. And then it's about frequency, right? Um, frequency is just about repetition. Um, it's about, you know, they said an adult learner, for example, it takes six to nine times to see something. That's where you get this marketing from, right? It takes, um, I'm sorry, seven to nine times for you to see something before you, you move on it, right? And so I think you, you, you got to be on the right wavelength. You have to find your tribe, connect with your tribe, um, and then it's about frequency, right? It's about repetition. And that's where you get success from. A lot of people have one of these things off. And I believe that you need all three of these to be successful in anything, you know, um, and even, even for, for our kids. And you'll be, you'll be amazed. Uh, we have 10-year-olds in our class and they get this concept and they're already able to communicate it. So don't think like if we have some parents on, on the call, or uh, you have some, some youngsters in, in your family, don't think that eight, nine, and 10, like I said, is too young. We have to start getting at our kids earlier, right? Because other races and other ethnicities, they're going after their kids earlier. And it's a part, it's just like compound interest, right? Compound interest is not just about how much interest you're getting, right? What I told you is 0.5% in the bank versus 9.8, damn near 10% in investing. It's not just about the interest rate, but it's a time component, right? So where you may understand compound interest, our focus is compound education. And so we want to get at them young and keep hitting them and keep hitting them. A lot of the stuff I know, I'm 44 right now. A lot of stuff that I know right now, I didn't learn until I was like 28, um, 32. Like I didn't know anything about 401ks and all this stuff. So we're teaching um, not only our students these things at an early age, even before um, we traditionally think that they're ready for it, we start building them up and building them up and then just keep going and keep going. And that's what we need to do uh, collectively as a community. Needs versus wants. Um, a, lot of, a lot of folks are focused on and they haven't hit their financial goals because it, it's about needs versus wants. We're too focused on these wants 
like let's let's just work on needs right and so we we tell our students and we tell our parents is this that you know there's this per perpetual spending cycle that um, they have us in right that's why you look at the holidays every month there's a reason for you to go out and spend some money it goes from Christmas to Halloween, Thanksgiving, the 4th of July, the Memorial Day to Veterans Day to Labor Day to, to all of these different days, right? Valentine's Day, there's like, they, they keep us spending, right? And so we try to focus on uh, securing the bag, right? So you can get the suitcase. So securing the bag so you can get the suitcase. So we're not like, all right, it's about needs and wants. You have to have some discipline. It's about immediate versus deferred gratification. And our students and our parents get it, right? But people still struggle with it. Um, this is not, not something that you can just say and it's gonna easily come to you, but it's something that you have to practice. And with anything, um, it's about persistency and consistency. So we look at people that we consider to be masters and we just, we, we call it God-given talent. If y'all have anything to write with, uh, write down the name of this book. It's called Talent is Overrated. Talent is Overrated. It talks about how, you know, nobody comes with God-given gifts, right? Um, there, there's certain, now, you know, barring like genetic defects and genetic um, issues and diseases, um, the average child comes in the world at an equal playing field, right? And so it's just through persistency and consistency and what they call deliberate practice that you reach mastery. Um, generally, it takes around 10,000 plus hours to be considered a master. So if you wanna be a master at your craft, are you committing those number of hours? And so we look at, you know, if you look at uh, sports, right? The book talks about Jerry Rice, the Jerry Rice's of the world, the Beethoven and Mozart's of the world, um, all of these different people in different sports, right? Whether it's chess or what have you, they put in, you know, 10,000 plus hours to get where they are. And so it's about mastery. And so, um, you know, focusing on not necessarily all the things you want, but focusing on the things that you need. And what you need is uh, financial independence, right? And so if you have the thought that the money that I'm making today is for my great grandkids. See, we have something like we're trying to, we're thinking about next year, next week, next month. We should be thinking about next century. So I call it centurion mindset. Centurion mindset is like, you know, we, we, we have our, our students play with the compound interest calculator. If you go to irs.gov, they have one. Just Google compound interest calculator. And so if you Google this compound interest calculator, what you're going to see is that if you plug in five years, let's just say you make 10% a year uh, on your investment and you, you invest $100 a month, $100 a month at 10% over the course of 100 years, uh, I think it equals about $144 million. $100 a month compounding at around 10% a year over 100 years. It's about $144 million, right? So this is what, it's a time and an interest equation. It's not just about how much interest you're making, but how long you have your money in the market, right? And, um, and so if you focus more on long-term, right, needs, and we think what you need to be doing is focused on generational wealth, right? Focus on that. You don't need the, the shoes and all that stuff. Um, if you check out our social media, we, we have a bunch of different uh, engagement activities that we have for families. It's, we're at a Cool Kids, with the S, Cool Kids Fund, F-U-N-D. Cool Kids Fund on Instagram. That's where we really engage. But uh, we talk about needs versus wants, right? And I think uh, having that discussion is important. A lot of time we're chasing wealth. Time is our greatest aspect. Um, a friend of mine is Chris Gardner. Chris Gardner is the man that Will Smith um, played the character, The Pursuit of Happiness, um, after. So um, Chris Gardner, um, he talks about health being your, and time, health and time actually is your greatest asset. We're looking at real estate. We're looking at you know, sometimes sneakers, <laughs> if you want that, that trades, you know, Jordans and things like that. We're looking at jewelry, 
Um, we're even looking at stocks as like your greatest asset, but really your greatest asset is health and time. And if, you, if you're healthy, right, um, you can live longer. And so if you're living longer, hopefully you have more time to make money, right? More time with your family, more time to uh, live a life of purpose and help other people. But health really is wealth. And um, so in the pursuit of like uh, thinking about money and generational wealth, don't forget your health because, you know, there's a lot of uh, lessons and knowledge transfer that can happen if you reach your 70s, 80s, and 90s, right, with the next generation, plus a lot of investments that can occur. And we talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We talk about life insurance. We talk about trust, irrevocable trust. Uh, we talk about 1031 exchange plans to avoid capital gains on real estate purchases. I mean, we're talking about some deep stuff. Some of the stuff we're, we're talking about, um, parents don't know. Um, if you got something to write with, write, write this down. Um, a lot of you may know about 401k, for example, right? And if you Google it, it's going to say that the max you can contribute to your 401k is 19,500. Let's Google it, right? And your employer is probably telling you that as well, but that's your pre-tax 401k, right? It doesn't tell you what your max total contribution is. This is something that is like a little known secret, <laughs> but white folks, rich folks, they know, they know about these things. Um, your total 401k contribution is actually 58,000, $58,000. And so it comes in three parts. There's a pre-tax 401k, which is 19.5. The second part is what your employer contributes. So let's say your employer contributes $10,000, right? A year to your 401k, that's 29.5. There's still around almost $30,000 that you can do after-tax 401k. Most jobs actually have this. They either call it an after-tax 401k or they call it a Roth 401k. You can be contributing almost another 30,000 in your after-tax 401k. Um, which is also called your Roth IR, um, 401k. There's also a Roth IRA. Why is that important? Is because now historically we are getting taxed at the lowest percent that we've gotten taxed at in many years. Uh, write this down if you got a you have a um, something to write with. Um, it's a book called The Power of Zero. The Power of Zero. And the Power of Zero it talks about investing into your Roth or after-tax 401k, those, are, those words are synonymous, either Roth 401k or after-tax 401k or a, a Roth IRA. That basically means that you are investing after you've been taxed. And so the benefit of that is that historically we're at a low tax bracket. So you can lock in today's taxes with all this pandemic money that's been going on and the deficit where it is, it's very likely that in retirement, you're gonna be getting taxed at a higher tax bracket. Um, so locking in today's taxes with the Roth 401k or a Roth IRA is gonna put you into a point where, like I said, the power is zero, where you're at a zero tax bracket upon retirement. So we teach kids and family this, right? Just, just imagine how impactful that can be if at retirement, you're paying zero taxes because you prepaid it in another decade or several decades before when a tax bracket was like 33, 34, 37% max. Now the tax bracket at retirement is 50 or 60%, but you already prepaid, right? So now you're not taxed again. You can't get taxed twice. So this book talks about some of these uh, tax strategies, but let me give you an example um, of uh, health as well. I live heavenly in Cabo with a Mexican sombrero. Drink heavily. Health is wealth. Health is wealth. Look at wealth in me. Oh, man, I'm all on that Nas. I'm, um, I was born in the 70s, so like the 80s and all this stuff was like, that's my jam. So that this new joint with uh, DJ Khaled, uh, Jay-Z and Nas, like I listen to music now for jewels. Um, I like the beat and all that, but I'm more, uh, I'm trying to learn, right? And so, uh that was a nice little nugget. We've heard that before. So I told you, we haven't been around that long, right? Our nonprofit has been around for around seven years, but we just started doing this whole financial literacy thing. Our first class was last September. So like a little over a year ago, like a year and, and a month. Since then, we've reached um, millions, millions on social media. 
I can tell you what celebrities we have supporting us. We have T.I. supporting us. We have uh, DJ Clue. Uh, we have Anthony Anderson, which is an actor from Blackish. We have D.L. Hughley, one of the kings of comedy. Uh, we have Raven Simone. We have uh, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins uh, won the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. He's now with the Ravens as a running back. He's a friend of mine. I mean, we just have a wealth of people that are resharing this. So like I put one plus million is probably five to six million easy. Um, so when you're living in your true wavelength, right, you are going to attract that. I think that whether you believe in God or the most high, um, regardless of what you believe in, the universe is mathematics. We know that even if you're a five percenter or nation of Islam, Muslim, what have you, um, we know that the, the universe is all about mathematics. Mathematics is a universal language. So when you're at the right frequency, I believe this open door theory is that doors open for you. ODT, open door theory, door, doors open for you because you're at the right wavelength, right? And if you're at the right wavelength, you're gonna connect with people that are at the same wavelength as you. And you're gonna be building together to get to God's purpose because, you know, Chris Rock says something um, in one of his comedy shows, he was like, uh, he's about, I take care of my kids. He's like, you don't get any credit for that. That's something that you're supposed to do. You don't get credit for taking care of your kids. He's like, you know, I think the true measure of a person is like, what are you doing outside of your family and friends and some people that you're supposed to be doing stuff for? What are you doing for people outside of that? That's a true measure of a person, right? What you do at work and like you're getting paid for, that's cool. But what are you doing outside of work, right? And, 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 and if you're doing God's work, it's bigger than your kids. It's bigger than your blood. It's, it's about like helping God's children. Like how everybody has a gift. Um, T.I. and his manager, they invited me. They went and spoke a couple of weeks ago and I'm in Orlando. They went, um, they were in Jacksonville at um, Edward Walters or Walter, I think it's Edward Walters, you know, Walter Edwards. I forget, I get them mixed up, but it's the first HBCU in Florida. I think it's Edward Walters University. Um, but we were, he was speaking there. And one of the things he, he said is like, everybody has greatness. Like you're born with greatness. And I think we're chasing these celebrities and we're just into so much stuff going on out there. And we're trying to do what somebody else is doing instead of doing what we're supposed to be doing, right? When you're operating on the right wavelength um, with this open door theory belief, I think the universe is going to open up and give you the things that you need. There's another book, if you guys are into reading, it's called The Alchemist. The Alchemist basically uh, has a similar um, theme, a similar concept. It's just like, basically the premise of the book is that when um, you're doing something that you're supposed to be doing, the universe conspires to give you what you want. It's like, you putting positive energy out there, the universe, God, Most High is giving you that energy back, right? Because you have a purpose. And so never would have thought we would reach millions and it's happened, right? 6,000 plus kids um, that we've educated over the past year. And this number is off because we just had a class where um, like we, we realized that we're teaching the students, right? But our students are getting information that sometimes the parents don't even understand. Sometimes our kids um, we call them junior investors. We try to empower them in our program and I call them kids, kids, kids. Um, I get on our panelists and we bring on a, a, a group of panelists, but I get on our panelists and say, don't call them kids. They're junior investors, right? We want to plant that imagery in their mind. And so we bring on the best of the best. I mean, um, certified financial advisors and certified financial planners making two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year with fidelity. Northwest Mutual, um, you name it, like all of these big big brokerage companies, we put those people in front of our students as panelists, right, to help teach. Uh, we put celebrities in front of our students. Um, T.I., like he joined a, a call a couple of months ago and he was on for about 45 minutes, just talking about entrepreneurship and a bunch of other stuff. Um, we put intellectual property attorney. One of the attorneys that we have is with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation um, that are one of our panelists. Uh, we put uh, entrepreneurs, kidpreneurs, um, we put real estate brokers, real estate agents, um, all of these different people, accountants, CPAs, all of these people that are needed for a healthy financial picture, including 
um, trust and, and, and business attorneys. We put all of those people in front of our students and we educate them. But when we realize that they're transferring some of that knowledge to their parents, right? But then we said, all right, let's give the parents just something just for them for their own. So we've um, we've actually taught. Uh, I think I think the number. This is an old slide. I think we've taught um, close to two thousand um, parents now uh, about not only how to form an LLC, um, how to start business credit without using your personal Social Security number. It's called a personal guarantee, a PG. We teach them how to have two separate lines of credit: your personal and your business. And your social security number is not affiliated with your business credit. So that effectively gives you two lines of credit to pull from, right? For whatever you need, whether it be down payments for real estate, different businesses, what have it. Um, in our last class, we did uh, multiple income streams and we talked about um, how to do a, a Airbnb business. It's called uh, arbitrage, rental arbitrage. And uh, we also talked about how to do uh, car arbitrage with a Turo business. And so we taught, and all of the stuff we do is free. We never charge anybody anything because we're into knowledge transfer. Um, I can tell you that, you know, uh, you know, besides, besides the song you heard, we have another single with another uh, recording artist that I can't even share with you, but that's going to be dropping in the next month. You know, we just looking to be like the DJ Khaled of financial literacy songs for kids. Like we want them to dance to it, but we want to educate them in the process. And you know, that's what we're here for. So we have another single coming out. It'll be available, iTunes, Tidal, um, all of those different platforms. Uh, book is coming. I'm working on that now. And um, we're going on TV. Um, about two months ago, I was at TI studio and we shot a whole series um, down there. And so I brought in all of these experts. I interviewed them and we had, and the focus was just like, how can we educate teenagers before they get into, get out of high school and go to college and start accumulating debt and all of that stuff. So our channel was focused on with the demographics of being like teenagers. And so that channel is uh, going to be launching in uh, two weeks. It's a TV channel. It will be on Roku. It'll be on Apple TV, Android TV, and Fire TV through Amazon. So uh, we're looking to take our message global because what isn't happening is the knowledge transfer in black, brown and poor communities. And so we're not gonna wait for somebody else to give us what we know we need in our community. We're just gonna make it happen, right? Whether it's on the radio, whether it's on TV, whether it's in books. Um, so really that's, that's where we are right now. Who wants to raise their hand about what they learned in lesson 14? I think I see Connor and Lauren. Connor, Lauren, you want to share what you learned? Um, what I learned in number 14 is visual, visualization. So and so if you visualize something and kind of like put it in your head, like what um, you said earlier, then you can kind of, you can kind of, when you keep repeating it to yourself, then you kind of start to believe that you can do it. And then writing a dream book to write all of your goals and what you hope to someday be able to achieve down and add ideas. So I think that um, those two really tie together to awesome. be really yeah, successful in saving your money and having a go achievable goals too. Wow, somebody was paying attention for their homework. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this, this kid is, is 10 and his sister is seven. 10 and seven. He's talking about visualization um, and one of the lyrics in our song, right? Um, um, we talk about passion, potential and purpose, right? They talk about what the, um, the mind thinks, the heart believes, whatever the mouth speaks, reality manifests with ease. So it's just like whatever you think in your mind, believe in your heart and speak through your mouth is gonna become your reality. And so that's what he's talking about. He's talking about that frequency, right? Staying positive, believing in himself, frequency and he talked about dream books and and a whole bunch of different concepts 10 um but this is the impact you can have so this is um a saying that i have is that your why what where and when will lead you to the how a lot of times when we're thinking about what should we do for a business a lot of times when we think about what we can do in our community or for a life of purpose we go straight to the how like no 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 start with why 
Why do you want to do something? The how will come later, right? You can find a tribe to help you figure out the how, but what you need to focus on is your why first and then your what, when, and where's and things like that. But I think the how is holding people back from their greatness. And so um, we got we to gotta be focused on that. Please stay tuned in to a tip, uh, coolkids.org. We're on social media at Cool Kids Fund. Like this is all we do. Every class we have, tip, we have at least a thousand. We have six of these classes and we've taught 6,000 kids so far. That's dope. I salute you all, man, and your efforts, man. And I salute the kids, too, because I think you're taking the first step uh, in, in, in doing something that is imperative to your growth and evolution uh, as a human being, as well as as an entrepreneur and an investor. And that is uh, investing your time, efforts, and energy into education. You know what I mean? Uh, the things you know will definitely take you further than the things you have. Yeah, I mean, mm. um, and the things you don't know will cost you. You either learn it or pay someone else to tell you about it. It's as simple as that. If you don't know, it will cost you. You can only have as much money as you can count. If you can only count to a hundred, you'll never get a hundred and one dollars because somebody gonna say, "Yeah, that's a hundred. You know, they take the other dollar off top of the leg and give you the hundred because that's as far as you can count. I think that that's that's the thing that is kind of lack of uh, uh, a lack of exposure, lack of education, lack of opportunity. Those are the things that uh, have plagued our communities for generations. And with with you know uh, initiatives like this, man, we're able to check off the boxes and provide a level of education that we haven't been able to to provide for our children for the next for generations. So thank you for what you guys are doing. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling on me. Any way I can support and encourage, you know, I'll be eager to do so. Of course. Tip, T-I-P, uh, King of the South. Now, these are some of our students. These are alumni. Um, they created a video on their YouTube channel just to share what they learned in our class. We didn't pay them to do this. Um, they just did it and sent us the video, which we thought was cool. And so we posted on our website. We just finished our Finance for Kids classes with Dr. Fuller, and we learned some great things. Yeah. We used to want to spend our money on a lot of toys, but in this class, we learned what needs and wants are. We learned about investing our money, and we learned about smart goals. They had some cool videos about finances, too. An NFL football player, Sammy Watkins, came in and talked to us about finances and how important it is to have a plan. So we started making changes, like planning before we spend our money and setting up an investment account. We even got $20 in stock for completing all our homework. Picking out a stock was super cool. We bought stocks from Mattel and Singa because we play with Mattel toys and Singa games. So instead of buying the toys and games, we're actually owning some of the company. We plan on using what we learned by watching how much we spend, where we can invest our money, and how we can earn more money. Thank you, Dr. Fuller, for this great course. It was awesome. They're 11 and 9, these two. 11 and 9. And what they were talking about is one of the Warren Buffett principles that we teach is buy what you know and love, right? Do your research first, right? Seek. Uh, financial uh, counsel. So uh, we, we definitely advocate getting a certified financial um, planner or advisor. And uh, but buying what you know and love. And that's what they were talking about. They play with Zynga. They play with Mattel. And that's what they bought. That's what they buy. My son, I think uh, he's into um, Roblox. So when it came IPO, that's what he bought. He bought Roblox. Um, so with that, I think I went over a little bit, but um, of course, like the, the message, each one teach 10, I think when we're operating at our true wavelength, um, when we're operating uh, within our true self, the universe is going to conspire to give us everything that we need to fulfill the universal laws or God's purpose, whatever you believe, um, solve mathematics, right? Um, I'm Dr. Fuller. Uh, I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm nobody special. I'm just, a, I'm just a dude from the LBC, uh, Long Beach, California, and um, hopefully, um, this gave you a little bit of knowledge and uh, inspired you. Yeah, good stuff, Dr. Fuller. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you, you know, um, you know, sharing your knowledge with us. All right, fellas, let's open the floor.
Q&A time. Let's go. Hey, 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 Dr. Fuller, this is Joseph. I did have a question. You know, I, everyone that comes on here, I ask their opinion about uh, cryptocurrency. So is that something that you teach the kids as well? Yeah, and a, a great question. Um, we will be going into, so I told you we have a TV channel that we're going to be launching, a TV a streaming app, Roku, uh, Fire TV, all of the different platforms, Apple. Um, and that's what my hat, right, is JAR. That's the name of my channel. It's short for Savings JAR. So from Savings JAR to invest in the real estate, we got you covered. Um, and so on there, we, we have uh, some education about crypto. In our classes, we, we cover crypto um, to a small extent, but where we give the, our students, our junior investors stock to is stockpile.com. Stockpile.com has been a sponsor of our program. We reached out to them all. Name a bank, name a brokerage company. We reached out to them. Stockpile.com is uh, one of the only people that have reached out. Um, I had companies that just straight up told us like, nah, we don't want to, we don't want to educate the students. We only deal with adults. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that don't make a lot of sense to me. But um, so in our, on stockpile.com, I say that to say, Joe, that stockpile does not allow the purchase of risky uh, investments such as crypto or trading options, whether that's calls or puts, um, because that's a riskier investment and you need to be really advanced. And so our program, since we're focused on eight to 16 year olds in our nonprofit program, we want to make investing safer for them. And so they can buy bonds, ETFs, stocks, and things like that. But crypto is not one of the things that they can buy because after they graduate our program, they get stock to purchase or they get a voucher to purchase on stockpile.com. And so um, we don't cover it a lot because, you know, I think crypto is great, but it requires more of a seasoned investor and something that really should be um, in a consideration set with your financial advisor. I have several financial advisors that have been a part of my program, and they advocate somewhere between three to 10% of your portfolio max being crypto. Um, I think um, you have college kids and maybe some high school students that want to put 100% in crypto. You know, they want to put all their eggs in one basket. And I think, you know, if you are going to do it, if you ask me, I would say, you know, talk to a certified financial advisor because I am not one. But I can tell you the ones I've talked to said three to 10 um, percent of your total assets uh, should be crypto if you wanted to go that route. But thanks for the question, Joe. Gotcha. And real quick, you know, before I let you go, just to let you know, man, I got a financial advisor on the line and an accountant on the line. So, um, you know, Fellas, you know, Nelson, Gary, you know, give me y'all thoughts on what we talking about today. Because I feel like, you know, y'all the money men, you know, um, I just would love to just hear some commentary from you guys. Spot on with all that you uh, you said today. Um, I commend you on what you've done. Job well done. Uh, you've got you, you've got me over here thinking about wavelength and, you know, finding your tribe. If you're if you're if you focus in on something, then. God or whomever you believe will send you the people that you need for you to become successful. So everything that you said was like spot on um, and getting the kids involved as early as they can. And I was like about your age before the light bulb clicked on before I started uh, on my financial journey uh, as well. You know, I was in my late 20s, almost early 30s before, you know, I started doing that. And then, uh, you know, I've been in the accounting field. I was even in finance. Uh, and Justin, you you would not believe the people and some of the clients because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I am too a financial advisor, and that I work with on the corporate side in accounting that don't understand you know basics in of the finance you know of how the stock market works outside of their 401k. You know I've got some accountants that I do it for that you know they've got investments with me they was like i don't want to know i just whatever you say you know i trust you whatever and i'm like you're a cpa let's you know you should be doing this yourself but um you're, you're spot on um some of the things you were saying um you know about the rental arbitrage and how you know you can um capitalize off of that wrote it down um so so spot on and you know i agree with what you just said about the, in the crypto space why the percentage you should have, you know, three to 5%. And you also got to remember that 
when you're talking about crypto, it is not regulated yet. And so when you don't have any regulations, there's no rules, there's no laws binding it. That makes it very, very risky, very, very dangerous asset class uh, to be investing in. So I'm glad that you're kind of telling your kids, hey, let's you know stay with the tried and true because you can win those things. You know, sometimes you want to get into what's new and what's hit, what's popping, but the tried and true have made people rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just stick with it, you talked about compounding interest, you talked about the rule of 72. Those are things that I preach. Uh, and the younger you can get to people, I think one of my uh, youngest, well, my youngest client is like 17. Mm-hmm. Got him in a custodial IRA. And it's just like, if you continue to do this, you continue down this route, you know, the people that you may not be believers in it or, uh, or, you know, just that they say, that's just not my thing. You know, I was telling this uh, particular gentleman, you know, you'll be at the club, clubbing, doing whatever you're doing, and you'll be building wealth, you know, uh, while you're out there partying and having fun and doing what young people do, while your counterparts and cohorts will be turning around, you know, look up a few years, decade, two decades later and be like, oh my gosh, I'm behind. Mm-hmm. Why didn't somebody tell me these things? So I, I really commend you for what you've, you've done and you're starting at, at like eight, like, wow, that's you're right. They can understand these concepts. So uh, I, I commend you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, Nelson. And, and, and yeah. I, I, you know, we we have some of the um, I'm not an expert. Right. I just I, mm-hmm. I, I'm a student myself. So I go out mm-hmm. there and get the game from experts such as you. And then I'm just I recommunicate it and reshare it. Right. I amplify the message from the panelists that we have. And so I'm just sharing some things that people with a lot more experience than I had, um, even with real estate. Right. We talk about, you know, don't go. Uh, I tell our our our, um, our students, I say, for your first property, don't get a condo or a single family house. You know, you can potentially be mortgage free with your first property by getting a duplex, triplex or fourplex. Right. You're going to be able to get low income, uh, low down payment loan options. And that'll be able to hopefully you have your tenants paying your mortgage and you live mortgage free off of your first property and then stay there for a year. You know, go get your next one. Never sell. Right. Gift it to your kids. We're giving them all kinds of strategies, Nelson, including right. um, there's a great book that you may be aware of. It's, it's called What Would the Rockefellers Do? What okay. Would the Rockefellers Do? It compares the Rockefellers versus the Vanderbilts and how the yeah. Vanderbilts went broke awesome. and the Rockefellers kept their money, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they did it using trust through having their next generation do life insurance. Um, they did it like they had three people that were in charge of the money. They had a certified financial advisor or planner, such as yourself, they had a CPA, and then they had a business trust um, attorney, right? They had three people that was controlling the money. That's why they still have money in the rock and the Vanderbilts are broke. So we teach mm-hmm. them even that at a young age, right? Because it's all about multiplying, like hearing that message when you eight, hopefully again, when you're nine, 10, 15, by the time you get 20 something is solid. Well ahead of it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you've implemented these things and you know how to implement. That's that's yeah. that's the key to it. Yeah, we tell them we say, look, you know what, you know what a barter exchange is, right? They even exchange of goods and services. When you swapping mm-hmm. out one lunchable for another lunchable, a blow pop for a snicker, that's bartering, right? You can yep. barter products or services. Now let me pull you over in the real estate game and how mm-hmm. you can do a 1031 exchange, right? Mm-hmm. And, and basically swap out one piece of real estate for another, and now yep. you avoid in 20% capital gains tax. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so There's a lot you can the, do with real estate. Yeah, There's yeah, a lot sure. you can do with real estate. Yeah. You know, so what, like when we're in our classes, the parents are writing down, the parents email us, and they're just like, yo, we're learning just as much as, as my 10 year old is learning, right? Because we're putting bosses in front of them that's talking about income streams. Like, this is what intellectual property is. It's patents, mm-hmm. trademarks, copyrights, and you know, this and that, right? So they start thinking about, oh, wait, wait, I can have some residual income from book sales, right? Mm-hmm. Or licensing my technology or what have you to somebody else. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of information. So I think once you see what exists out there, you're more knowledgeable. And now you're responsible, right? You can't say, right. can't say you don't know anymore. Right. Well, I'm going to put it. I've got two kids that are, um, what, uh, 11 and 12. I'm going to put them through the program. Coolkids.org, right? 
Yeah, put them through. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see. Our, our kids are are talking different when it comes to their birthday and Christmas. They're not asking for a bunch of toys anymore. They're going right. to stand like, I want to be a boss. I want to be an owner. Mm -hmm. Like, can you mm -hmm. give me stocks? And because Absolutely. Dr. Fuller and his panel said that this is what happens to be a boss. Our latest post on Instagram talked about the Billie Eilish uh, Air Jordans that just came out. Two hundred twenty-five dollars. Mm -hmm. So I say, look. Instead of buying your kid these Billie Eilish Air Jordans for $225 at the age of 15, buy them stock. That stock mm -hmm. will be worth $24,000 by the time they retire because of compound yep. interest. Right. That's just them not putting anything on top of it. That's Nothing. Letting cap compound interest work. Yep. Yeah. It's like compound interest. Warren Buffett said, I think it's like the eighth or ninth wonder or something of the world, compound yep. interest. It's just mm -hmm. like that $225. Instead of buying it at 15, let it compound for 50 years. By the time they retire at the age of 65, it'd be worth 24,000. They got us in this perpetual spending cycle, you know, and these celebrities aren't, you know, helping, you know, because they're getting no. paid to wear this stuff Absolutely. or they're getting it for free. And now they got right. all these kids going after them. So I, I flipped the game on them. I was like, yeah, let these celebrities go out there. You be their boss by buying the stock. Right. There you go. <laughs> they're your street there team. You there you go. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, but I appreciate it, Nelson. No Got problem. any other questions real quick before I get my mine there before we let them go? Yes. Uh, Marley, can you talk about how, so my son is, will be one in February. How do I go about getting him some stocks for his birthday? Yeah, so so um, pretty much every brokerage uh, company has the ability to purchase stock. Stockpile, to my knowledge, was the first company to really target kids and to really target uh, fractional shares. I think that they were first ones. So, you know, instead of buying a $3,600 share of Amazon, you can buy a $10 share, right? But if that share goes up 10%, your $10 go up 10%. So you can use a company like Stockpile, but like if you look at Fidelity, um, all of these, Ameritrade, Schwab, all of them are have the ability to uh, set up these custodial accounts and allow you to buy fractional shares. Now, some of those other accounts also let you do crypto and you know, doing options, option trading, so calls and puts. Um, so you know, I would say two things, I think three things that um, kids should have from birth. Um, I think they should have a 529 plan. Um, I think they should have a brokerage account. Um, and I think that they should have life insurance, right? Um, those three things will help them to secure the bag. And so uh, generally we have, we, we make more money and we have something that we can cut. Just stop going to restaurants, um, stop throwing parties at your house, stop buying the latest, whatever, iPhone and all this stuff. They just keep you spending, you know, it's like, what's crazy is that an iPhone, when you break down the parts, it's about $150 worth of parts and they charge $1,200, $1,300 for it, right? Um, but I would say even at this point with a one-year-old, life insurance, because your life insurance is going to be cheaper at this age. Now, that life insurance is not necessarily for him. It's for his kids, right? Um, um, put that life insurance, and you can have the life insurance go into a trust, and that's what the Rockefellers did. Um, so I would say do a 20-year life insurance. You pay on it for 20 years. It's going to be cheaper at his age than trying to get it at 50, 60 years old. Have it go into a trust. Uh, start a 529 plan. We use Vanguard. Um, and then I say, you know, tell people, I like stockpile because people can gift you, they can get gift cards and Walgreens and stuff like that. And then for birthdays, you can tell people to buy, you know, give a gift card of stocks. You know, well, he don't need anything at one, two, three, four. He's not even going to remember that stuff, right? But stock is the gift that keeps giving. And then when you tell people that you want stock for birthdays and Christmas, that money is just going to keep on bubbling and then you get that compound interest. Thank you. Great question, Joe. All right, cool. Well, let me get mine off and then we be, then we out of here because ain't no Sunday like a black man Sunday, baby. And today is nice. <laughs> All right. So check it. So, you know, I got to go with the adult question first, man. I, I own a million shares of something. I got that Shiba coin. What, any thoughts on that? You know, since we're on that crypto combo for a little bit, what, what are your thoughts on the, uh, the Shiba coin? Shiba coin, I have a buddy of mine. Uh, so for my TV show, that's going to be, so not only do I have a, um, a TV channel, that's going to be a streaming TV channel. I have a, uh, a series coming out called Money and Music. 
And so we have 21 episodes that we, we shot. And I had a, a crypto specialist. He does Bitcoin mining and he knows all that stuff. He's involved in Shiba. He's involved in Ethereum, uh, Bitcoin, and a few other. Um, you know, but people are looking at it like a, a, a flip, right? Um, I think to his knowledge, what he said, I can only communicate what he said. He said, what you want to do is find out which one of these coins has a white paper. That's basically, it tells you everything about that coin, its direction, where it's going. And it's, it's kind of like a research paper around the thought process, where they came from, where they're going, all of this stuff. Um, things like Dogecoin, um, they, don't, they don't have a white paper, right? That's like a meme, a meme crypto, um, but others do. And so I think it, he said that your coin has to fulfill a purpose. Now, what, you, what you're probably aware of, Corey, is that I think there's eight to 9,000 different cryptocurrencies. So we know the big ones, the Ethereums and the Shibas and the Bitcoins and all that stuff. But you know, with ETFs, ETFs are more linked to Ethereum. Um, and so like a lot of people like that, they like coins that you just can't keep adding more coins to, like it's a limited amount, right? And so it's just like um, supply and demand. So with Shiba, I, I don't know too much about it, but I can tell you that he owns Shiba and um, he owns three, three cryptos though. It's Shiba, Bitcoin, and Ethereum. Gotcha, gotcha, cool. And also, you know, speaking, you know, going back to the kids, um, you know, because the kids you had in your video, they are, you can tell they were, you know, sharp students, but you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you engage your child with this information? Because, you know, some kids may look at it as, you know, what, like, like, how do you engage the, especially the, you know, your younger kids, you know, obviously once you get 12 and up, I can totally see the engagement, but you know, with the smaller kids, how do you get them in, even engaged in this yeah, so we have a partner that allows us to utilize some of their cartoon videos that um, are financial literacy based. And so is is educating them while entertaining them. And so the videos that we play and then we um, we have them teach each other. You know, the reason that we have this age bracket, you wouldn't normally see eight year olds in the same class as a 16 year old. Um, but what happens is that the older students end up being the teacher because you know, me being 44, I'm far removed from their age bracket. And plus I got a title, oh, Dr. Fuller, he just like, he's, he's just our teacher instructor. Sometimes they can receive the same message from somebody that's closer to their age bracket. And so that's why we have the classes from eight to 16. And so they leave and just like, like I'm, I may not be looking up to Dr. Fuller, I don't know who he is, but I look up to that 13 year old that I see on the screen. And when you see a thousand, <laughs> when you see a thousand kids that look like you all engaged, it's just like, oh, I'm supposed to be here. This is important, right? And so when they hear each other sharing, man, it's just the hands go up. You ask a question, um, all the hands go up. We do polls as well. And we say, you know, um, in two minutes, we're going to do a poll. Make sure you answer this question. We're going to pop it up on Zoom. And like, we get about 80%. Um, you know, what worth of uh, responses on there, 80% engagement. So they're super engaged. And I think the other secret sauce is our parent. Like we tapped into our tribe. They understand that schools aren't teaching this. And so we only cover half the content at home. I mean, in our classes and then half the content they have to view at home. But the stuff that they do at home, we kind of go over and do a synopsis of it uh, for class. But the parents are a big equation in this. And so we're really just tapped in with parents that believe in this stuff, right? And that's where you have to be on the same wavelength. And so they're engaging with them at this level. And they're saying like, look, you remember what Dr. Fuller and Cool Kids said? And they're reminding them. So it's a, it's a group effort. Gotcha. Any other questions? Because we're going into overtime now. Any other questions? Hey, right, Dr. Cool. Fuller. Hey, it's a quick question. Yeah. I just wanted to compliment Dr. Fuller. My name is Eric. I'm from um, Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. And I just wanted to let you know, hey, I really appreciate the information that you share with us today, as well as I really commend the efforts that you're doing to reach out to our younger uh, youth about investing and saving. Um, because I know uh, these are things I didn't know when I was, you know, I didn't know a lot about this till I got a little older. Um, and I think it's great that you were able to reach out to the community and share uh, 
this valuable information to them. So I, again, I just want to commend you for all the hard work you've done and also what you've had presented to us today. Oh, I appreciate that, Derek. I'm like, uh, I don't know if y'all remember when uh, Suge Knight and Death Row went on the stage at the Source Awards and he was talking about, you know, you don't want somebody all dancing in your videos, all on your songs, come to Death Row. I tell my parents, hey, uh, come to Cool Kids. Yeah, bring your kids to Cool Kids. You know what I mean? I don't know what they're learning out there, but I guarantee you, um, if you stick with the program, right, and keep learning, and we have a bunch of different resources outside of our program, and we keep them engaged, right, uh, throughout the year with different stuff. We have books we we uh, review. We have uh, financial literacy authors that have made uh, that have wrote books that we do book clubs um, periodically. We just have multiple ways that we're reaching them, including through song, right? Um, we're we're trying to hit them at multiple angles: reading, listening, uh, viewing, all of these different things. Uh, we're gonna keep going. Like I, I, Mike Diddy, I thought I told you that we won't stop. <laughs> Word. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. I appreciate you. I'm going to definitely keep in contact with you, Dr. Marlon Fuller. Give him his props, baby. This Black Men's Sunday. This is how we roll. We about to take off. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you pulling up. I appreciate your time. Because, um, you know, it's Sunday. You know, it's family day and all that. So the fact that you took some time out of your day to get some of this mental nourishment, you know, food for thought, whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I appreciate you. I love all y'all. Um, and we're gonna keep it going. Black Men Sunday, we out of here. Peace. Check it.